Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. That means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show starring Triple J, Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and Corduroy, Jimmy Corderas. How you fellas doing, Jimmy, as always? Let's start with you. How's everything up in the Great White North? It's it, it's fine. We had a beautiful sunny day. It's getting cooler. It's just, uh, you know, like we like to say up here in uh, Canada, we have two seasons, winter and construction. <laughs> and it's construction season now, right? Well, construction season, yeah, definitely on the highways here, on the main highways. They're really doing some work on the roads. And uh, yeah, thank goodness, uh, a lot of working from home lately. Uh, Justin, how's your fantasy football team doing? Because mine is terrible. Lost again, you know. Brady's still just kind of just murking around in the water and 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 what have you. I you know. I, I mean, I I'll rival Jimmy though. I'll rival him though. I think that the the orange road cone should be the state flag symbol for Pennsylvania. If you or at least Pittsburgh, if you've been around here lately, Pittsburgh's tough enough. I moved to Pittsburgh in the summer of 05. It is a bizarre place to drive. You got one-way streets. You got we got you got streets that go to diagonal. You got to know which way you got to go. Obviously, you can't go anywhere without going all across a bridge or through a tunnel. And it's just everywhere. There's madness everywhere right now. I don't know if the pandemic put them behind. I mean, it, what what's going on? But it is supposedly more people are working from home. I don't believe it. Well, here here in LA, it doesn't matter if there's construction. There's just traffic. It's yeah. part of it. Part of living life here in Los Angeles. Uh, but at least it's sunny traffic. That's what they tell you when you move down here. Not sunny traffic yeah. here. We get we get, we have we have like fewer sunny. We have like less sunny days in Seattle. Like they, they did some study. Like that's and I know you're from like that area, yeah. Jack. Yeah, it's just, just wow. Traffic and rain. You and then I can't even win at fantasy football. <laughs> it'd be one thing. Yeah, it'd be one thing with traffic and rain, but I can't even win at fantasy football right now. <laughs> I the Commanders, they're losing to Dallas, and and a, and a guy named Cooper Rush or who like I, I need like I need like Teddy Long to block for my quarterback. <laughs> we, 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 we have no no blocking. Can you imagine a whole offensive line of Teddy Longs? My goodness, holla player. No, we need no it. one's getting through. I need yeah. five Teddy Longs. Last week, I benched all the wrong players. This week, like literally like everyone, no good. Just garbage all along the way. As I still yell at the Seahawks, like, we need to get all these – we need to get a quarterback and all this other stuff. I can't do it, but I expect them to. Uh, let's talk about the news, fellas. Let's get okay. into this. Uh, we're going to start with a little case of mistaken identity and two big wigs in pro wrestling, Nick Khan and Tony Khan. Uh Tony Khan was recently a special guest of Robbie Fox on Barstool Sports, uh, but the president of Barstool, uh, Dave Portnoy, I think I'm saying that name right, had a case of mistaken identity. Portnoy believed Tony Khan to be Nick Khan, the current co-CEO of WWE, with whom Portnoy has a tenacious history. Uh, the New York Journal says that it was Nick Khan back when he was a talent agent who sent an email to ESPN that got the uh, that ended the relationship between Barstool and ESPN and got a show called Van Talk canceled after one episode when uh, they asked for questions for Tony Khan. The uh, president said when uh, they'd like to talk to him about when he got Barstool, Van Tock canceled. Why did he then invite me to sit next to him at a fight at Madison Square Garden as his guest and pretend that I didn't know he was the one responsible? 
Of course, the another Barstool big wig, Big Cat, clarified that the con in question was AEW CEO Tony Khan, not Nick Khan. In which case, then uh, Portnoy corrected himself and said, I got the wrong con. Tony, we like. Nick is the guy who is full of S asterisk, asterisks, asterisks. Then, um, of course, uh, Tony Khan responded, two more different people we could not be. Uh, here's to not being two-faced. Now, that's a big old story of mistaken identity. Lots of stuff that just went down there. But I think the thing everyone's going to take away, Justin, is Tony Khan called Nick Khan two-faced. He did. I mean, it, I don't think he woke up. It wasn't on his agenda. Again, just to <clears throat> kind of summarize what you said. Tony Khan's doing a barstool interview. Portnoy's like, oh, I you screw that guy. Ask him why he did this or this. And then it's like, no, no, wrong con, different guy you're talking about uh, and then tony when tony never mentions nick Khan by name but 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 clearly is saying you know it clearly is making the comments you, you know uh, tony tough guy on twitter lately you know he, mm-hmm. he's two-faced to nick and um you know he's talked about you know wwe basically kind of alluding to what we think is maybe contract tampering and he he, he he's been very vocal on Twitter since the start of AEW. That, that this is not a new thing. He's been he 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 looked at it as a let me be transparent, let me be available, let me let me let me tweet with fans. All has its good good and bads to the situation. Um, you know it. I I I I, I can on the one hand I can admire the guy for again he's speaking his mind right he you know, he's a billionaire he's speaking his mind whatever but at some point it go it boils all the way down to the how many references do you need to have your talent make about the other guy's show on your on your on your programming? It it, it just starts to become like, all right, well, are you AEW the the alternative, the revolution, or are you AEW the that that's gonna be perceived as like a troll that's going to just constantly have to just reply to whatever the other guys are doing, you know? And again, I, I know he didn't wake up. I know that this is, it's not, it wasn't on his agenda. He's kind of just kind of caught in the reaction of, of being accused of being somebody who he's not being a Nick Khan to this day, Portnoy, but still like, why, why, why say the two face thing? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, like what, what, I don't know. What's your, what's your end game out of that one? So, you know, but it makes yeah. for it makes for good headlines. So. It, it absolutely does. And I know it was a, a lot of stuff I had to say in there. But whenever we're talking about quoting people and, and saying things like that, I want to make sure I leave. I, I say as much as possible so I'm not misquoting anybody. Uh, but Jimmy, to, to Justin's point, I like it when companies take shots at each other. But there's this part of me that right now I'm thinking, you know, WWE is killing it right now. Maybe mm-hmm. now isn't the time to be taking shots at the WWE. Uh, but as Justin says, this does give us a fun little headline. And, and real quick, just before Jimmy says it, I, I, I did, I yeah. did misspeak. So it, it was Portnoy who says the guy's two-faced, and then Tony just says two more different people we cannot be. So Tony doesn't actually say he, yeah, I, Tony doesn't go out and say Nick Khan's two-faced, but Tony acknowledges said tweet, and <clears> yeah, <throat> I couldn't be more different from him. So let's just clarify right. that real quick. Right. Sorry, okay. Jimmy. No, no, no worries. No worries. Yeah. And I get it. Like, look, I get that you want to clarify to people that you're not the guy that they're they're accusing of whatever the accusations are. At the same time, sometimes it's better, especially when you are the head of a company and people look up to you to take the high road and say, listen, you know what? They got the wrong guy. That's all there is to it. It wasn't me. Or was it there? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it almost seems like 
it's it's people want to compare it to the attitude era when when Bischoff and and Vince were going back and forth and guys were taking but that was a different situation where these guys were competing on the same night at the same time. And yeah, you had a little bit of that when AEW was going head to head with NXT, but it wasn't to that extent at that as it was back in the attitude. Trust me, I was there during the attitude era when they were doing the Monday Night Wars and you know, uh, guys in the back watching the monitors and seeing what they're doing. And they're probably watching what we were doing and all this sort of stuff. But it just, to me, for someone who is in the CEO position of, or the head of the company, the owner of the company to come out like that, it just seems small. Sometimes it's better, like I said, to take the high road and just say, Hey, you know what, you know, uh, you said it, I didn't. And uh, just leave it at that. It wasn't me. Well, I don't know. And like I said, uh, it was when there was a time when AEW was the was new and interesting and, and had a lot of buzz and a, WWE was sort of in, the, in a rut and people were kind of sick of what was going on with WWE. Then take all the shots to the world. But right now, WWE is breaking records. People are interested in it. People love it. Now's not the time to be like, those guys suck, huh, guys? Because I was like, eh, actually, well, they're kind of cool. And like <laughs> a, few, a few other things to keep in mind. First off, Nick Khan, I mean, you think whatever you want to think about him, but you know, none of us know him. We, we you know, it, it, you know, look, but first off, Nick Khan, I think the perception to a lot of fans uh, prior to July of this past year, a lot of perception was, oh, Nick Khan's the new guy, the outsider that's came in. He has Vince's ear and he's the reason all these releases are happening. He's the reason we're seeing bud, you know, budget cuts. Uh, and, you know, now Vince is gone out of the picture and nick Khan, nick Khan, and stephanie are co-ceos uh from everything triple h just kind of said in interviews it seems like nick Khan kind of gets along with triple h stephanie and seems like mm -hmm. you know triple h is running the he's running the book he's running the day-to-day -day tv shows uh and, and and nick and stephanie are handling the boardroom stuff handling the stuff right. that that vince would have handled that triple h never maybe got into in terms of you know dealing with with you know deep deep end business stuff so you know you know, you look at Nikon and it's like, and we've also learned the rock, the, the, the most power, one of the most powerful guys in entertainment right now, the rock has come out several times to talk about how he and he and Nikon go back to childhood with each other. And he shared pictures. So, and then it becomes like, all right, you start, you start saying something about somebody who's a very influential person, not only in the business you're in and pro wrestling, but also just the media in general has P has people like the rock. You just wonder when that, you know, you know people talk and, and, and who's friends and alliance and alliances. And the other thing I'll say too, I'm just going to say it because history has shown us, Eric Bischoff was notorious. Eric Bischoff went out there, called Vince out, gave away finishes, gave away shows and scripts, mm -hmm. did all this stuff, was, was determined to put Vince and, and the people out of business so they didn't have food on the table, weren't working anymore. And then what? Within five, six years later, Bischoff's having to work for Vince, something he never thought he would do, did it. Of course, he's, it's really well documented. They, him, him and Vince actually ended up getting along in a, in a strange kind of relationship. I'm just saying, you never know as you're going up the mountain if you've got to go back down the mountain who you're going to cross yeah. paths with. So, again, mm -hmm. Tony, it's entertaining for all of us, but I don't know what the – again, I don't know what the gain is for you to do right. that. Right. Uh, so, something else that went down on Twitter that was probably a little bit more fun is a fan on Twitter uh, expressed a desire to see MJF take on Eddie Kingston inside the ring, and MJF just said, uh, I'll never wrestle that slob. Um, that's when Kingston responded. This is all I think about when I see you tweet or say anything. And he attached a gif, a gif, uh, not a gif, a gif of John Lovitz dramatically saying the word acting as his master thespian character on Saturday Night Live. And 
MJF fired back questioning Eddie Kingston's uh, legitimacy. Mm -hmm. MJF said, I'm as authentic as it gets. I'm sure that's real scary for a fake tough guy from the slums of Yonkers. Uh, mm -hmm. And then Kingston paid little mind to MJF's comment, quote tweeting it with a gif of a British actor, Rowan Atkinson, yawning. So uh, these two getting a little yeah. bit of a Twitter scuffle. Jimmy, this makes me think that we'll probably see these two guys in a match down the road. Do you like seeing guys uh, get get started on Twitter or do you want to see everything happen on the shows? Uh, for me, I know it's going to sound like, oh, this guy's too old school and stuff like that. I like to see these guys let's for lack of a better term cut a promo on each other as a, on on tv as opposed to doing it on twitter yes i get it it's the wave of the future it's a social media has has caught everybody by storm but still it is a limited amount of people who may have seen that that interaction except for when you go to a website like wrestling inc and you go oh look at that they were on twitter going back and forth and that's how people find out about it they don't find out about it by you know, staying on Twitter all day long and say, oh, look at this, look at that, look at that. Do it on TV. That's where the biggest audience is. That's where you draw money. And that's where you talk people into seats. You talk butts into seats. Uh, uh, yes, it's fun to see it on, on, on anti-social media and let them go back and forth and have fun with each other, taking the shots back and forth. But again, you're catering like to a specific audience as opposed to a larger audience. TV, TV is where it's still at to this day. Justin, I won, by the way, Jimmy, I think that everyone should be on Wrestling Inc. Uh, and following mm -hmm. the news stories there. Uh, whether or not you mm -hmm. like Twitter or not, you should be at Wrestling Inc. But Justin, mm -hmm. this is something that kind of got me. And uh, well, there, it comes up on Raw, and we'll talk about it when it comes up on Raw. But I don't like it when wrestlers allude to other wrestlers being fake. I feel like you're going out of the way to tear down your own illusion. Uh, there's definitely a case for that. And but and and. To further that, Jack, I, I disagree with you. I don't think this was a uh, not to say that they can't say, okay, we're going to talk to you guys in the ring now because this 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 buzz has happened. But I don't think that that's what again agenda. I don't think that's what was what the gentleman woke up this morning. I don't think that's what MJF or Eddie Kingston woke up this morning intending to do, and they had to they had to check off on their checklist. It was oh, create some Twitter hype and beef between MJF and Eddie Kingston so we can uh, sell this match uh, in a couple weeks. No, because I mean if you look at it. MJF's he's on Twitter promoting the stuff with he and Yuta this Wednesday in DC. And then somebody, a fan happened just in the reply say, okay, okay. But you know, I got to see you in Kingston. And then MJF just decided to take that and, and run with it. Like, there, there, you know, if he would have like quote, quote tweeted uh, an AEW accounts, you know, if AEW would have tweeted uh, something about Eddie Kingston, a clip of Eddie Kingston, or something great. And MJF would have decided to take that and said, Oh, I would never fight that slob. Yeah. That would scream something manufactured to a point to promote it but this wasn't this was mjf just answering fans which he actually does quite regularly um so i just think it's mjf the question then becomes like okay that might have seemed spur of the moment of today the question then becomes where do the lines blur mm -hmm. do these guys sit and have conversations and catering every now and again or what have you do they are they on a text chain with a bunch of the locker room or is it literally mjf just still kind of sticking with his gimmick saying well Kingston's a slob. He he represents the slum of Yonkers. I represent the aristocrat of Long Island. Like, and then it, you know, then is it when one guy hits send on the one tweet, is he then opening up his text, texting the other guy saying, "Hey, just sent this tweet. Hope you're cool with it. Let's get some people talking." 
if that part's not happening, then it's just, you know, we're just kind of airing our stuff out on Twitter and I'll see you on Wednesday and maybe I'll shake your hand. Maybe I won't. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we'll see what happens going forward. That does drive a little bit of interest. Uh, Something I always like to see uh, what will happen with is HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Have your pumpkin spice and eat it too with a rotating selection of fall-inspired items from HelloFresh Market. From brunch kits to a fall dessert board, you'll find everything you need for all of your favorite autumn occasions like tailgating, Oktoberfest, and more. Have a packed fall calendar? Mm-hmm. HelloFresh's quick and easy meals like their 20-minute recipes or low prep and easy cleanup options mean you'll spend less time in the kitchen and more time with your loved ones. This is something we all love. I think it's one of our favorite sponsors. Jimmy, you were talking about it just before we went on the air. Yeah, absolutely. I received my package today of, of HelloFresh, and I am truly looking forward to it. I got some savory beef bowls that I got, uh, chorizo and pepper tortas, and also uh, squash ravioli and roasted cauliflower with creamy garlic sauce. That's the mm. one I'm really looking forward to, and and it lets allows me to go from ref to chef and have fun with it. Absolutely. And Justin, I know you uh, you like the options it gives you as well. I love the options. Yeah, I rave. You know, it, you, know you can do uh, you know, whatever kind of menu you want. If you're looking for low calorie, if you're looking for veggies, if you're looking for more meat, if you're looking for what you know, whatever it is. And so it's always fun to kind of mix and match. And as I've said in the past, they they'll kind of random generate. Here's the three meals we're going to send you. But if, if there's one you look at, and you're like, I'm definitely not eating that, or I'm that, that ingredient something I don't like, or I'm making this for the family and the kids don't like this. You can sub out and you know and swap in other ones. It, it, it it's great. I mean, it shows up. Just, I mean, and the quality too. They send you again, as I said, they send you the protein. The protein's there, and then, then, and then inside of a of a paper bag, it's all the other stuff. It's all the, it's the seasonings. It's 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 uh, you know the, the condiments. It's you know, the the breads, maybe the, the you know what have you. And it's like it's all high quality stuff to the point of I've taken, I, I've looked at, or I've taken a picture of some of the brands of some of what they send you, the quality, you know, uh, and then I'll or maybe it's the pasta as a certain brand, and then I'll go into a grocery store later. And like if you go and find like that's it's like top shelf brands that they're mm-hmm. that they're compiling and they, they've aggregated essentially for you and g- giving you this like, you know, li- you know, we all, as, as, you know, well, Jimmy's a little bit older than Jack and I. Jack, remember Lunchables? Yes. Yeah, 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 Lunchables. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a high end Lunchable. Uh, you know, it's yes. all packaged together for you and with, with dummy instructions. And literally, if, if you if you just kind of <laughs> stick to it, you you literally look like you're you're a gourmet chef now i mean like you know J- jimmy and i have been married for a while you know uh you know I, I, it's it, it, for, for for those of you out there especially the fellows if, if you're looking for some first dates or you're looking for the first date at home so not not the going out to the movie not the going out to neutral ground if you're looking for the first date when she's coming to you you know and you're trying to like you know make yourself look as as as, 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 as make your stock Mm-hmm. Look, look as high as possible that you have a, a little bit of skills in the kitchen. This is a hell of a cheat code. This is a hell of a hack that, that they are sending you the ABCs and all the, you don't even have to go to the store. It's delivered to you. You can say, oh yeah, I got all the high end stuff. That's how I roll. And then you make mm-hmm. it and you're good and have some dinner and, and then, then, you know, then, then whatever, however the night goes on. So like, I can't stress enough, like 
HelloFresh is the way to go. Uh, whether you are married and you need to keep a happy wife, happy life, and happy kids, uh, or what have you, or whether you're you're again you're 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 out there just doing your own thing. It's good for a bachelor's uh, budget of, of food. It's good for a bachelor who's looking again to have his significant other over and trying to uh, impress and make a good first impression. So HelloFresh, I can't say enough about it. HelloFresh, I feel like the commercial that you just pitched, J- Justin, is, yeah, someone inviting someone over. Like, Look at this amazing meal I cooked. And she's like, this is incredible. As he, like, out of eyesight, pushes the box of HelloFresh, like, towards the trash can where she can't see it. Our entire, uh, our entire podcast yeah. is basically... How can you catfish uh, <laughs> your significant, your potential significant other into believing uh, you're more sophisticated than you're not? We're giving you how to prepare the meal. We're telling you how to shave your balls. Some yeah. episodes. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, like, really? It's yeah, yeah. All we need is the blue chew ad. But uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> beginning, middle, end. <laughs> yes, it's a, uh, oh, and then it's man. an Uber ad. Uh, but <laughs> we have. <laughs> to continue on um so before we get into the show as always i love to do the roll call and thank everyone for being with us here in the chat ricky ethan dylan uh himanshu and make sure let me know if i'm spelling uh saying your name right himanshu uh ian adams baby ice peter in the chat always good to see you buddy stalking you uh representing dexter i'm guessing uh casey j dream realm studios uh or dream yeah dream realm studios thank you guys so much for uh for being in the chat uh and the swerve show by the way uh thank you guys everyone who is uh who's here also if you're listening to us later five star review or a comment uh or a like comment share subscribe if you're on apple podcast by the way leave us a five star review and say triple j is your favorite i might give you a shout out if you do that too uh i want everyone to be like raw triple j that's our favorite review show and then mm-hmm. i can lord it over everybody else like isa <laughs> and alfred and <laughs> glenn and be like Haha, we're the best show <laughs> i don't know that's i don't know uh where that came from but let's do you laugh like that to your co-workers uh-huh. of course like <laughs> <laughs> jess you have a good weekend <laughs> yes i did <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sinister laughs, we start with Judgment Day, and uh, they come out, and Finn says that he will act as fate and make Edge quit. Priest runs down Rey Mysterio, and then Dom says his new family is the Judgment Day. Finn says he could end AJ's career, but since they're friends, he's going to give them another chance to join Judgment Day. We get AJ and Mysterio versus Judgment Day there. Uh, Four great wrestlers give us a great match, and Finn gets the win. The story, though is after the match, AJ is mad that Ray got distracted by his son and shoves Mysterio before Judgment Day beat the friendship into him and <laughs> say that they're friends. Jimmy, what is next for AJ? That's, That's the question after this match. Absolutely, because, you know, it, it, they're telling two stories here. They tell the story with Dominic and Ray, where Dominic was telling his dad, on his knees, hit me, hit me, and Ray, you know, doing the old... Uh, you know, I will never hit you, that kind of thing. And now at the end of the match, you know, AJ kind of blaming Ray for the loss and and shoving him down. And then the beatdown goes down afterwards, which Ray doesn't come back to help for. So the mm-hmm. seed is planted there. Now we're going uh, into Survivor Series, which they uh, already said is not going to be brand versus brand. It could be maybe Judgment Day versus Team uh, Mysterio or whatever the case may be. Maybe AJ is a part of of uh, Team Mysterio, 
uh, again, fantasy booking here. And mm-hmm. during the, um, is it a war games match? Is it the two ring match that they're doing at uh, yeah. Survivor Series? Yeah. yeah. Um, AJ kind of, that's where the switch happens and he sides with his old buddy, if you know what I mean. Ooh, so, so you think that we're going to get uh, AJ, he he will have the friendship beaten into him and he'll be friends with them. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's more, more along the lines of, look, uh, I could, I could put my trust in these guys because I know they'll have my back, even though they're heels, yeah. you know what I mean? That kind of stuff, whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Finn and I go back a long way and, do, you know, do the hand side gestures and that sort of stuff. Justin, this one, and, and there's, this happened a lot on this episode, I feel like, but this, how did you feel about this one sort of wrapped up going into uh, Extreme Rules, but also the options that they have coming out of Extreme Rules? Well, and that's just it. It's options, right? Because, you know, again, as it stands now, it's it, you know, they're not going with, they're sticking with one world champion in the men's, obviously Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been a benefit for Bobby Lashley, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. You know, it's it's elevated that U.S. title on Raw. It's made that the title to chase on Raw. But, you know, obviously only one person can challenge at a time, essentially. So it's like, it is the options. It's okay. And we know who Lashley is going to face next Monday. You know, so it's like, all right, what are we doing here? You know, are we setting, are we setting the seeds for, planting the seeds for uh, AJ and Ray having some trust issues, but Ray's going to have to call upon AJ to battle Judgment Day at a War Games coming up in you know what six seven weeks from now, um, it, there really is up. You know, then you look at like okay, like well, who are my baby faces? You know, all right, on Raw, who are you know? Okay, Riddle, and then what's going to happen with him and Seth this week? Um, AJ, like you look at who your top baby faces are, and it's like you know what are you asking of them again? Especially if again Reigns and the World Title remains on SmackDown, but we don't know Reigns is going to be on Raw next week for the season premiere, so. It really is options, which is not a bad thing. That is, it keeps the viewer guessing. It certainly provides opportunity for the the the, the creative people to, to to go different routes. Um, yeah, there's also questions too about this Survivor Series, but the War Games. What does that mean? Does that mean there is a men's and women's War Games match for each show? Which that would make four War Games. That might be a little watered down. Yeah, you know, because you look, you have Judgment Day on Raw, which that's a perf- perfect faction for War Games, but you also have the Bloodline on smackdown so they would make perfect for the war game but they're both heels i don't think they're going to be against each other or is the men's war games match going to have four teams are we going to see two teams from raw two teams from smackdown and we let storylines just kind of converge as same with the women so it's still a lot of questions out there that's okay they don't need to tell us all that yet we still have extreme rules and the saudi show before survivor series so they can hold off on the uh, specifics but it does create back to what you said options of where are we going? And maybe maybe what they did tonight with AJ and Ray, maybe they did it. They might not have a plan to necessarily use it four weeks from now, but they did it just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something they could go it, – it, it's, it's a seed that might start to blossom a little bit, and they can go back to that and water it some more if they need to. So, again, nothing about that is wrong because everything that happened on it was pretty logical. You know, AJ was mad at Ray for losing the match. Ray didn't come back to help him because he just got – Treated pretty disrespectfully. So yeah, if you shove me on my butt, I'm not coming back to help you. That's just the way it goes. That's just the yeah. rules of the streets. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, you had mentioned Bloodline though, Justin. We did get a super chat from Stephen here asking, uh, friend of the show, Stephen. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Asks if Reigns 
versus Rock happens at WrestleMania, does that remove the shine from a potential Cody Royal Rumble win? Jimmy, I feel like there's a lot of time between now and then and a lot of ifs in there, but what are your thoughts on that question? Uh, it's very interesting because obviously we, we you know, the, the rumor that's been going on for how long now that the main event at WrestleMania will be because it's in LA, you know, uh, family member versus family member, Roman Reigns versus The Rock. But at the same time, I don't see The Rock entering the Royal Rumble and winning it. Or, but you never know sometimes. Maybe that, that would be the case. I, I mean, they did have surprise entrance back in the day as well. You know, when John Cena was the surprise entrant at number 20, the last entrant into the Royal Rumble, when they had 20 back then. Um, and it's, I don't know, is has the rumors out there that Cody could be the guy in line for it, but maybe, maybe that's not the time for him either. I don't know. So it's, 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 it is a bit of a conundrum because usually the person who wins the Royal Rumble is the one who goes to WrestleMania to face the the champion. And will Roman Reigns be holding both titles at that time? Is there a rumor where they, you know, they may split the titles off again and have one specifically for Raw, one for SmackDown. There's that factor of there might be more than one world title match. There's also the factor of, look, it seems like based upon the timeline of when Cody got hurt and what the general timeline was for the rehab of his injury, that it that it kind of, uh, you know, ran up to Rumble. Like, okay, Rumble's the perfect time. Let's throw this scenario. Maybe Cody Rhodes is ready end of January in time for Rumble. He's physically okay to do it. But they say no. You know what? We got Rock. If they have Rock, that's big if. We got Rock, and then rattle off the other big attractions. You know, again, this is Triple H's first mania. I don't think he's going to hold back on making sure he delivers to the company and to the shareholders, to the public for his first mania that he's control of. Just put that out there. So let's say they have the Rock, and they they rattle off all the things they have for mania. Maybe they say, "We don't need Cody. Let's give Cody an extra two or three months to rest, to rehab, get his mind right, get his body right." Let the fans start, you know, he doesn't show up at Rumble. Let the fans start guessing, oh, my God, when is he coming back? Or how hurt is he? And he comes back the night after Mania. He comes back on that pivotal role. That's the night after Mania. And whatever happens between Reigns and Rock, mm-hmm. he confronts one or both of them. So let's not get so sucked into that Cody Rose is definitely coming back at Rumble, wins at Rumble. If they have enough that they feel like they can sell them and, and sell tickets and, and, and deliver a show between January on the entire road to Mania, Maybe you hold you hold Cody for the start of that new WWE calendar year, which is that night after Mania. Yeah, I that's absolutely all valid points. And like I always say, Royal Rumble's a long ways away. I mean, we got to go through Halloween, we got to go through yeah. Thanksgiving, we got to go through all the December holidays, we got New Year's, and we've got a whole month of January before we get to the Royal Rumble. So. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen, and a lot of people who we may believe be that believe as the people who might get those shots can come and go and change. A lot can change uh, between now and then, but uh, absolutely, uh, we shall see how that plays out. Uh, now, the next segment uh, here we got uh, is Bobby Lashley. He's backstage. Now, I did a little bit. Of, there's a few things that are broken up, so I bundled a few things together, so mm-hmm. it goes a little more flows a little bit better here. Bobby Lashley and uh, Ali, they have a nice little run in together. Bobby's cutting a a nice little promo and Ali comes up and he asks, no, he demands a title shot. And Lashley goes out there, says no problem, gets another title defense. But the story here is the heart of Ali and winning the respect of Lashley. That's the story of the match. The story of the aftermatch, however, 
is that Rollins stomps Lashley and Ali. And we're told later in the show that next week it's going to be Lashley versus Rollins for the U.S. title. Justin, uh, we're going to get into what happens with Riddle and uh, Rollins in a little bit. But with this segment, do you feel like maybe they telegraphed the end of the fight pit by having a, a title shot for Rollins after uh, on Monday? Yeah, I, I don't. I absolutely don't like because one of my notes. I don't like the fact that Seth Rollins has this match where they have been. It's. I mean, his stuff with Riddle has been going on since you know summertime, like middle, early, middle summer. So it's like it's got length. I mean, they're getting personal, mm-hmm. talking about kids and and, and wives. Um, this big payoff match, this gimmick match, I, and then you're telling me that he's gonna have a title match two days later. So, you know, there's several, there's the problem of promotion and marketing. Um, it just, you know, you're trying to tell me this fight pit and Daniel Cormier, whatever. Now you're telling me that he's going to challenge for Bobby Lashley. I also don't like, okay, well, that mean he's definitely winning the fight pit. You're not going to have him lose a fight pit and then automatically be a challenger to the, I, I don't, I don't like it. I, um, I know that it's the season premiere, which is weird because there's no off season, but it's a season premiere right. in television world. I know you're trying to have things to promote and advertise. Totally get it. But uh, you have a lot already. There's other matches they promoted. Of course, DX a big thing. Who knows what comes out of Extreme Rules. Uh, so I just don't know if they needed to do this, of mm-hmm. having Rollins be advertised as a challenger for Lashley. I, I, I don't like this at all. Now, but, and, and J- Jimmy, I definitely want to get your thoughts on this. But real quick, Justin, for the, uh, the premiere, the season premiere, is there a reason it's right now like is there an actual date reason or is it just a random like let's just pick now to do a season premiere stuff well i mean obviously season premieres in the television world happen around this time if you look at dramas and sitcoms and other things on tv um i don't know if it's a steadfast hard date i i think part of it obviously is well we're not gonna have the season premiere be the go home show of raw before pay-per-view so or premium live event yeah um so I think there's some wiggle room of when it is, but it is meant to be. We're entering the fall season, so we need to pick a date in this range. And obviously, you're going to pick the, you're going to pick the Monday after that pay per view, after that premium love event. It's so hard to break that down. You're going <laughs> to pick a long that, time. Yeah, you're going to pick that next show because you can reset stories a little bit. You know, right <clears throat> now, now Jimmy, I wanted to ask you about this with Ali. Was this a classic case of Ali getting over without going over for you? Uh, to a certain extent, yes. But the one thing that bothered me about that, and, and to answer your question, he did to a certain extent, but not as much as, you know, it was your classic big strong guy versus little guy that's, you know, speed versus strength and that sort of thing. But the one thing that bothered me was I thought there was an opportunity there to get Ali a little more over when they did that spot where he did the the, the twisting splash on, on Bobby's left arm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the commentators, oh, he probably hyperextended his arm. He didn't sell it that long. And I get it. Bobby Lashley is being portrayed as a monster. But at the same time, he could have done that offense, but continue to, you know, sell that arm. It went from he's selling the arm a little bit to all of a sudden he's doing all these big moves and not putting that that move over, which was very impressive. Th- that part I didn't like. And But at the same time, Ali stood, stood his ground for a good portion of the match. So he did get over to an extent, but not as much as he could have. If that answers your question. Yeah. 
Um, I think he definitely earned some time uh, on TV again, yep. but we'll, we'll have to see what they have planned for him. Uh, we talked about Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle and their face-to-face, so let's kind of uh, talk about that real quick and sort of cover it completely. Uh, Rollins comes out, shows us a video of the fight pit, uh, and says that he's the most dangerous man in wrestling. And considering he took out Rey Mysterio's eye, he's probably not wrong. Riddle gets a sing-along going, so they get back to their personal shots. Then, via video, Daniel Cormier stops it by saying he's going to keep the order. Jimmy, I want to go back to you. How do you feel about Cormier coming in and taking a ref's job? I don't have a problem with special guest referees in certain situations, and this one being a fight pit, which is supposed to be more MMA stylish. I don't mm-hmm. mind this coming in because let's be honest, professional wrestling referees slash sports entertainment referees uh, aren't quite as uh, as astute in the MMA version of it. Yes, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to and in whatever the case may be. But at the same time, when you bring in a star like that to be a special guest referee, like a Daniel Cormier or somebody like that. You know, I know people are out there that, well, they had a Ken Shamrock who was in the WWE and was part of MMA, but that is so old school that it may not attract younger viewers. Now you're talking to a, a, an audience that knows who Daniel Cormier is and going, what, the, what is Daniel Cormier doing in, in WWE? And he is a fan. Mm-hmm. He does enjoy it. So I don't have a problem with it. I know people say, well, you know, it would have been cool to be part of that. Yes, it would be. But at the same time, it's a business mm-hmm. and you're looking to make money and look uh, as a company. And, yeah. and, and yeah, it would be fun to referee a match like that for me, at least anyways. But at the same time, I could also put two and two together and understand why this is done this way. I'm just saying, if UFC has a ladder match, I hope they call you, Jimmy. Well, if they have a TLC match, I'm I'm, I'm available, uh, uh, you know, Dana. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I want to ask you, Justin, how do you think uh, Cormier did? Just in his promo, and uh, uh, I think we probably all would agree, probably would have been better if he was there in person, but based on the circumstances, how do you think he did cutting a promo tonight? Uh, uh, pretty good, because it, it, it was a pretty lengthy deal. Obviously, again, it was taped, so, you know, we don't know how many takes it might have uh, took to get it done, but... You know, he had a lot to say, and it did not look. I, I'm watching. It didn't look like he's following a prompter. It looked like he was just trying. To, he got some notes, and he was trying to just deliver the the key points to the story. So I thought, uh, for again, however many versions it took, if it took several, this final product, it it worked out just fine. Yeah, of course, it would have been great to have him there in person, but I, I think by the nature of the fact that they uh, announced this uh, on social media over the weekend, so just a week away from the premium live event, that tells me that they just got the deal done with him. You know, that, that you know, mm-hmm. obviously if they would have got the deal done two weeks ago, they would, of course would have promoted it probably two weeks ago to have, to get the most out of the, um, get the most return on the investment. But uh, I thought it, for what it was, it was, it was great. Um, it does open up, you know, kind of again, opportunity. Like, is this just a one-off do, does this lead to Daniel Cormier fighting uh, in Saudi Arabia against one of these guys. You know, it, it, it's I'm interested, and of course he's very credible, so he, it makes sense that he's yeah. that he's uh, officiating in this uh, unique match. This does this assuming all uh, Bray Wyatt White Rabbit stuff is off the table. Justin, is that the main event? It feels like Riddle uh, Rollins is the most heated rivalry that they have going into this. That's a great question. I tweeted that earlier. That's the biggest thing to watch about Extreme Rules, right? 
there's no men's world title match. There is the women's, but there's no men's. And so if we're on the assumption that this white rabbit stuff is going to first off conclude with a reveal at extreme rules and assume that it's going to be more involved with the men's division, not the women's, Mm -hmm. then what ends extreme rules is something to watch because if these reveal, you know, if it's Bray or if it's some, some formula of what we're all speculating, you can't put it on anywhere but last because anything after it's going to be overshadowed, right? Mm-hmm. So where, it, so what ends last is very interesting. Whether it's you know, and then you also have to think about the gimmicks. The fight pit is 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 a structure of its own. So does that go on last from a logistics standpoint? Does that go on first somewhere right. else from a logistics standpoint in the arena? So because there, there are no ropes in this thing, right? So they do have to take the ropes down, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So like, I think that's right. So yeah. So do they have a separate ring set up on the arena floor in Wells Fargo? And is that the first thing they do? Like, there's so many things that logistic wise and whatever. So that's actually, that's one of my biggest things to watch for is, is the uh, lineup is, is what gets positioned where, because there really is no clear cut winner. I don't think Jack of, of who should be the final match at extreme rules. I think it is going to be dictated on, well, what, shenanigans are going to happen during or after it jimmy how quickly could let's say they had to take the ring down the uh the ropes off how quickly could ww get the rings back up if they had to take them off and put them back on you you need you'd need a good crew and especially because uh man it 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 would take a little bit of time i know you you could have one guy on each corner putting the ropes Mm -hmm. up but at the same time somebody's tightening and it's got to be tightened to a certain tightness and the whole bit. And, you know, you've got cables that run underneath that people forget about that go from corner to, you know, cross corners yeah. as well. So when you take the ropes off that the poles will tend to, to blow out, you know, the, the, the ropes kind of pull the poles in as well. So it, it, if you got a good crew, you might be able to do it in five minutes. Okay, that's which isn't too bad, right? But but if you want it done right, you you know what I mean. You can't rush it. Five minutes is still a pretty long video package to show. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Well, but mind you, ever since ever since they went to Peacock, because there are people that have that don't have the top tier version of Peacock, they insert these like basically commercial breaks after mm -hmm. each match, each segment. So there basically is five minutes between. No, no, not discrediting what Jimmy said. You, you still need to have a good yeah. crew and hope it all goes right. But there is this, the format of the premium live events has become more formulaic of mm-hmm. match five minute cooldown, match five minute cooldown because of the the nature of the distribution of Peacock. Yeah, and so, also and also really quickly, just to, uh, this is a point that Justin uh, made earlier about the possible reveal uh, mm-hmm. at the pay per view. Maybe that leads to something. Uh, where Seth Rollins becomes incapacitated and can't compete next Monday night in that match against Bobby Lashley. That would be nice. What if the White Rabbit buries uh, Seth Rollins in tools and then they end the match that way? Huh? <laughs> like Hell in a Cell. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what if the White Rabbit is Cor- uh, Cormier? No, that would be no, no. <laughs> Uh, what Dylan, if the white rabbit is Vince McMahon? Oh, that would be even better. No, uh, Dylan Matthews. No, <laughs> it's all, all the worst people. But yeah, come on. Uh, Dylan Matthews in the chat says he's calling it Cormier versus Brock at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. 
Jimmy, would that get you interested in Crown Jewel if you weren't going to watch it anyways? Uh, I don't know. Cormier versus Brock at Crown Jewel in a, in a pro wrestling match. Yeah, I, I guess I'd be curious to see how that works out and and uh, what, how much cooperation there would be. <laughs> uh, we also, can they coexist? Can they coexist? I want to see them as a tag team. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. in the chat asks, uh, and Justin will send this one to you. What changes could occur at the season premiere? I'm guessing new entrance videos for the uh shows, yeah. Resets always, you know. I, I joked on Twitter somebody last week, you know, the, the raw song, you know, the the, the raw theme song kind of is what it is. I, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for Triple H to roll out some motorhead or something, right? <laughs> to change the pace of the raw song. It's time yeah. for raw. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, new, new, you know, uh, new theme song. You know, they always alter the graphics. Um, you know, maybe they alter the set a little bit. You know, just just the normal things, just a little fresh coats of paint. Um, but probably nothing. But cosmetically, probably that's that's where it's going to be. I mean, I, I mean, I think we've seen so much change organically happen just because of the regime change in terms of just philosophy and booking. Um, so yeah, I mean, just cosmetics would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of fresh coat of paint, what I would love to see is if they got rid of just the, the black and red and then made it like splattered paint colors mm-hmm. everywhere. No. And we no. called it raw two point No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Check, please. And the white rabbit. Yes. Uh, So uh, we got a Miz segment. Uh, We we hear he's going to celebrate his birthday next week. Uh, Dexter almost gets him. And Corey Gray says he's going to DM Maurice for some reason. Later in the night, Gargano finds Miz passed out with a picture from Dexter. Jimmy... Uh, if I don't bring this segment up, people are going to say we skipped it or missed it, but yeah. I don't really know what to add to this. It feels like it feels like it was just to tell us that they're going to do the same Miz stuff that we kind of get with Miz TV every week anyways. Yeah, it, it, it's just that it seems like he's had so many opportunities now, Dexter Loomis, that if he wanted to physically harm the Miz, he could have done it by now. Mm-hmm. And there's for some reason he hasn't done it yet. And uh, you I'm, you know, as you know, I'm an advocate for taking your time to tell the story, but I think this one is taking too much time to get to that point, whether he is going to attack him or does he want to be friends with him? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? love way- that. If he was like, I just want to be your friend. I yeah, admire I, your, I admire your ability to speak. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, I think, yes, like I said, I am a, I mean, I'm an advocate for taking your time to tell a story, but sometimes you can, uh, stretch it out a little too long. Yep. Um, and Justin, anything you want to add to uh, this whole? Yeah, just uh, like Jimmy said, I mean, it's, this has been a long running thing going for a couple months, but you know, uh, they've been, ha- they've had the Easter eggs for a long time of, you know, Loomis trying to jump the barricade and all this stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm just getting the point of like, again, why am I, uh, we're still cheering this guy. We're still like, yay. When he like creeps around a corner or through a window, but, yeah, I, I why I know the Miz is the most unlikable talent. I know that he plays his heel role to a T and he commits to it. He, you know, he's the the Miz is like the closest thing to an MJF that WWE has in the sense of he 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 really owns being a heel. Granted, I know that he then will go and do media and go and do a reality show and he'll be a loving husband, loving father, and that's not what you know, but 
so, but, but again, why are we cheering Dexter? We don't know why Dexter's obsessed with stalking the Miz. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what wrong did the Miz do to Dexter that we haven't learned about? Or to Jimmy said, is it is it Dexter just wants to be friends and he's a bad <laughs> communicator? Like, I don't know. So I'm interested every week in the segments. I know that they're going to be on the show, but I am getting to the point of where I'm like, all right, you, you, you slow play this enough. You got to give me something tangible to 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 attach to here because yeah at this point miz having a match with him i'm kind of rooting for the miz like you're gonna finally get rid of this guy because he's like scared of it i don't know if he feels like the underdog now um strange but or or or, again is dexter part of all this white rabbit noise you know we're all looking at bray as part of the white rabbit and maybe and i think i i'll say this I think Bray Wyatt has to show up sooner or later. I think that every, I think all, you know, the QR codes that come up. There, there, there's pictures that pop up, and the picture was a picture that he tweeted in 2021. Like, I think Bray is too much connected to the speculation that they had that whether Bray was part of this when they started the White Rabbit stuff or not. Hunter better have picked the phone up and said, "All right, you're coming back to work because too many people think it's you, and I got to deliver you." Yeah, yeah, but. Whether Bray is part of it, but then it's like, okay, we get you get Bray, you get the pop, but then like there's other elements. Dexter's involved in it. Right. Carrying Cross is involved in it. Alexa, whatever. I there, I think at this point, you know, that we have to kind of consider that Bray should probably be a part of this, but maybe there's other other layers to this that we a new Wyatt family or whatever. And maybe mm-hmm. that's maybe that gives us some answers to the Dexter Loomis part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, it, it, I don't think there's anyone they can deliver realistically that's not Bray Wyatt that would make people okay with it not being Bray Wyatt. You know, it, I mean, it, obviously, I think, if it was The Rock, we'd be like, oh, that's cool too. But like, as yeah. far as a realistic, no, no, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right, Jack. If it, if it, if it's anybody other than Bray Wyatt, I think there will be a big disappointment. Yeah, and really and setting tri- that person up for failure. And yeah. Triple H knows that. Yes, I think he, he's a smart guy. Trust he's me. not gonna he's not gonna put somebody out. You know, yeah. like I know the 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 code or whatever tonight. I guess spelled out Gacy or something like. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe. Yeah. Like again, maybe there's maybe there's hanger ons that are gonna get elevated out of this. Maybe there's again a new Wyatt family, a new cult mm-hmm. follower following, but um, mm-hmm. I I think H knows they've put so much time into this and this has got such traction. He's got to deliver certain things to this. Is there any to, I'm just speculating here, but is there anything to possibly, because they've teased a few people like Alistair Black and uh, Bianca Belair and stuff throughout this now Gacy today. Is there anything to them possibly just seeing what Twitter and how social media reacts to different names uh, by doing this? You can make that case, but at the same time, I think there is a game plan in place here. I think they've already got their their mind made up on who it is. It's just they're doing a wonderful job of keeping it a secret. I meant more like, wow, a lot of people are really interested in Joe Gacy. Maybe we should call him up. Or No, no because all, all that happens is, again, most people's minds have been made up. It's, it should be Bray Wyatt. So when you see a, a code spell out Gacy, mm-hmm. you just get a groan of... It's not a fair barometer to the character of of, Ga- of Joe Gacy on NXT mm-hmm. because the barometer is not, oh, what do you think of Joe Gacy on NXT? Oh, he's great. No. What do you think of if Joe Gacy is the reveal of the way? No, it should be Bray Wyatt. You know, mm-hmm. so right. it doesn't really work that way. I, I think it's just it's just a way just to deflect. It's, it's you know, what who on our lineup could we throw out there as a, as a 
what do they call them? Like red, you know, like just distractions, red herrings. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of distractions, we had a match with Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai, and it was a nice one until Bailey caused a distraction uh, that caused Candice to lose and Dakota Kai to get the win. Jimmy Raj Geary tweeted after this, beating Candice LeRae already? Question mm-hmm. mark. I get it. There was outside interference and, you know, and that sort of stuff. But at the same time, we've been getting a little bit too much of that. We had it earlier. We had some referee distractions, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. We had some coming up after this as well. I think they're using that far too often. And I agree. She debuted last week uh, far too soon to, to, to take the loss here, I think. Uh, I, I agree with Raj. Justin, do you think – now – Candice LeRae losing, no, not very great, but Dakota Kai got a win. Is it worth the loss to Candice LeRae? I don't love it, but I don't love it. But they they are heavily invested in um, the, the damage control group, so I, I can and, and it's, it's it's a pretty old school booking philosophy. If you're going into the the, the premium lab event, that you um, you, uh, you, get, you get the heels are going over, so. <laughs> Again, don't love it. Could could you have found a different? Does Candace have to have this match? Can you put a different woman in there? Let Candace be on commentary just to keep her relevant to the, her problems with the group. You know, whatever. I mean, yeah, there's other options, but um, didn't don't don't love her losing. But I I, I see why it happened. But it's it's not. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something I was going to be held up on tonight. It was, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. We uh, now we got a, a, a two match combo pack after that, is what I call it. Johnny Gargano versus Otis starts. Uh, Johnny attacks Theory at the commentary table, and then Theory retaliates by hitting Johnny and costing him the match. A beatdown occurs afterwards, and Braun Strowman makes his way to save, makes the save. Uh, that leads to Braun Strowman versus Chad Gable, which was way more competitive than I would have expected. And Gable actually came across like he could be quite the legend killer. But it ends with a power brawn and Omos watching on. Uh, later, we're told we're getting Austin Theory versus Gargano on Raw. Uh, Justin, this was a bad night for the Garganos. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you know, to your point, uh, they made Braun versus Chad. And, of course, it's Chad's, you know, hometown. And you, you want to. So I get that they're not going to have him get squashed. I thought they did their best to make this last and work and make them and make this believable of why chad is continuing to you know avoid just getting you know powerbomb by braun um so that's all fine uh, i'm i'm curious to see the obviously they're they're teasing to an omos versus braun you know about um you know when braun his last run he was a monster among men now the graphic of the tagline he's the mo- he's the, the monster among monsters which kind of hints towards him taking on a guy like an Omos who is legit taller than him, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is hard to say, mm-hmm. um, hard to believe. So I'll be curious to see how that goes. Omos is still very green, still very young. Um, I, I'll just be curious what they try to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you wouldn't think that they want, you know, well, Braun's a made man. He's a million dollar man. They're not going to squash him. I don't think they would just squash Omos, but I'll be curious to see what kind of rub or elevation they can get out of Omos working with Braun if that is in fact the route they're going, which it seems like they are. Um, so I like seeing Braun back. I think he's a great talent. I think he's, you know, he's, he, he passed the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Do you see that you see this guy anywhere? Airport, sidewalk, coffee shop, whatever. Yeah. You're like, yeah. holy shit, who is he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's got the athleticism to back it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he just looks like a pro wrestler. And uh, but it is interesting. Omos versus Strowman, both guys who are big unstoppable forces. Will be interesting to see how that one plays out uh mm-hmm. when it comes around. Jimmy, I was rooting for Chad Gable, like especially after that German suplex. Yeah. You think that was supposed to happen? Is that or is that just something that because it was his hometown that I kind of was cheering for Chad Gable and it will never happen again? Yeah, I think a little, that has a little bit to do with it. And also that that that, that Braun Strowman sold well for Chad Gable. And we talked earlier tonight about going over without getting over. Uh, get you know getting over. over without yeah I got it backwards there <laughs> getting over without going over I think Chad Gable did a lot of that tonight and looking and hanging being able to hang with a monster like Braun and yes it is his hometown and I get that but at the same time you know Chad Gable is one of the most underrated talents out there he is good on he's entertaining on the mic he's almost like this generation's Kurt Angle without you know being at the level of Kurt Angle, but uh, the potential is there, and it's just a matter of time if they if they can tap into that because I think I, I could see it in him. And by the way, Kurt Angle is like an all timer, so not saying at the level of Kurt Angle is not a put down in any no, no. stretch of the imagination. There, no. um, uh, last part, last thing about this part, Justin, is it weird we're getting Theory versus Gargano next week? It feels like that was a premium live event build they were doing. No, no, uh, it's a. It, this goes in the formula of what we've been seeing. They they like to have matches to promote for Raw. Mm-hmm. They have some build, have some story behind it. This has some story and build behind it. Uh, and but so there's no room. There's no there, there's no room for it in Extreme Rules. It's not at the level yet of we need to have a gimmick. We need to have hardcore element. But there certainly is an issue there. So let's put it out for Raw. Let's put it out for the season premiere. Let's put it out for to to, to have something advertised, um, which I think is perfectly fine. Uh, again, because you know, every premium live event, Austin Theory is on his own watch of would he be cashing in here. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it makes sense that you know Raw has been Raw and SmackDown have been consistent in we're going to give you things to to tell you that's coming up next week. We're going to have creative direction that's going to stay consistent and linear, and you're going to at least know a couple matches you can bank on that are going to happen next week. And this falls right into it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we get a. a- couple things that happen now contract signing we got bailey uh who doesn't bring out damage control says during the contract signing that the ladder match is symbolic for people who haven't already gotten it that it's about climbing the ladder to success uh bianca says no one connected with bailey because she was being fake when she was being a hugger uh and now she's shown who she really is but backstage damage control beats up bliss and oscar and Bailey uses the distraction to attack Bianca and set up our main event for later in the night. Uh, I feel like Justin, that they really stuck the landing with this rivalry as far as sometimes rivalries feel like they maybe go a week too long, or maybe they need another week to build, but it feels like this one, in my opinion, was sort of timed out perfectly. Like I'm ready for this match. There's nothing more to say, but it doesn't feel like it's been drug on. Yeah, the timing feels good. Uh, also, I like the. It was just a nice take on the contract signing. You know, it, it, it was. You need to have some conflict take place, but I like that the way they yeah. did it, in terms of the 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 heels. You know, doing the attack backstage. So, right. yeah, overall, um, yeah, nothing more to me need to be said. You know, there's not not much more that Bailey and Bianca need to say or do to each other 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought this kind of was was a, a nice, nice job. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. Jimmy, before we get into the main event, uh, we also we have a few other things too. But obviously, uh, we'll talk about this more in uh, in the main event. Is uh, th- this is another one where it feels like all these uh, participants have little rivalries they can branch mm-hmm. off to afterwards. No, absolutely, and and it's it. This is in a situation where you have two factions for lack of a better term that like you said can branch off and and you can have the tag team rivalry for the titles and you can have you know the championship uh, rivalry for the singles title as well so there's lots of avenues you can pursue here and like justin said at least it was different it was a distraction backstage that 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 took bianca's attention instead of you know uh bailey's cohorts coming in and jumping her like it you know, like your your basic contract signing where it happens, you know, like that. And the other thing I liked was Bailey explaining her current situation and why she is the Bailey she is now, mm-hmm. as opposed to the Bailey she was and with the ponytail on the side and the whole bit like that. I, I love that explanation. It came out well and it actually made the crowd kind of turn on her because you could tell Bailey's kind of in the same situation that Becky is in, where they kind of want to cheer for her still, despite the fact that she's a heel, but I think she kind of changed some minds tonight, at least with the live audience. Right. And I think that explaining why you change is so important. I think that was the reason why none of us connected with edge and his change when he mm-hmm. became bad guys. Cause his explanation didn't feel real. It was just mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You know, as we always made fun of you people mm-hmm. and we were like, we were cheering you. What are you talking about? We, mm-hmm. we were all fans of you uh, where it felt she, she explained it in a way that made it make sense, which mm-hmm. I think was good for her. Um, we do have a couple of things to get to though. We, we have a bloodline in the house on raw. This is mm-hmm. always fun to see early in the night, Sammy and Jimmy and solo are all joking around having a good time, but then Jay shows up and makes everyone get back to work like a mid-level manager. So mm-hmm. Sammy tells the street profits that Roman is coming to the season premiere and words are exchanged. And we find out that Tez is injured and we get Solo versus Dawkins later in the night. Later in the night is now. So Solo Sokoa versus Angela Dawkins is hard hitting. And Solo is about to get the win. But bickering between Sammy and Jay distracts the ref. Dawkins takes to the sky, takes out the bloodline. But the distraction there is too much. And Solo hits the spinning Solo to get the win. Jimmy, you're sighing. I bet it has to do with the fact that the referees today aren't as eagle-eyed as you were and uh, weren't no. there to make the count. No, I, I see. I don't mind using a ref distraction in a finish, but when it happens several times in the same show, it makes it mean nothing because the heat does not go to the talent, to the heels where it's supposed to go. It goes to the referees, especially when it's done in a way where there there was one ref distraction tonight where the referee and you can see from the side shot there was a stuff there was interference going out outside the ring, and you can see the side view of the referee. Yes, he has a peripheral vision. How did he not just go like this, like a, a forty-five degree turn, and go, "Hey, what the heck?" Yeah, is going on? It, it, it was. It was. It wasn't great when when Rhea and Dom again were attacking yes. Ray. Yeah, it yeah. just. But again, like I, that's the exact point I, I, that I was just trying to describe just now. Uh, thank you, Justin. I was trying to <laughs> think of the yeah. exact match, but again. Referee distractions happening too often. When you do too much of the same sort of finish, obviously the the pinning situation is different in each match. But again, it's off a referee distraction and the referee distraction is not done in a creative way that makes the heel look like he's manipulating the referee as opposed to the referee looking like, hey, I got to go with this guy right now. And so I don't see what happens. And it just doesn't come off well. Mm hmm. 
we do get a a solo Sokoa win though, and I think that he's been doing a lot of good things. But Justin, I want to talk to you about Sami Zayn. Now, obviously, the big needle mover is Roman Reigns right now. But am I far off by saying that Sami Zayn is the most interesting character in pro wrestling right now? Maybe not that. Maybe not the ticket seller. I'm not saying he's the one that is moving the needle the most. But as far as just like someone who's entertaining and intriguing i mean is he yeah, there yeah yeah obviously he's not the ticket mover but he presents again some of the most creative opportunity mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a it's a it's such a fresh um situation i tweeted kind of to to so to movie fans will pick this up i i, I equated to the movie uh blow mm-hmm Sammy's like the he he's like the Boston George, you know he's, he's the crazy obnoxious Boston George. He's like mm-hmm. the Boston George, uh, in the sense of he's the outsider to Pablo Escobar and the rest of the, the rest of the family. But as long as they keep winning, as long as the operation continues to be a success, of course Pablo Escobar in this case is Roman Reigns. Sammy's not to be touched by instruction of Roman Reigns. Roman is, you don't touch this guy, everything's fine. So it does, it, it presents endless opportunities. You have the the Jay Uso and, and Sammy problems. You have the Sammy's kind of like hitched his wagon to be in the tag team of Solo, and Solo's like, all right, well, we're kind of winning, so yeah, but you're also like, who are you? <laughs> you know, and then you have, then you have Jimmy Uso, who's like all about Sammy, and it, it just, it just, it presents, it does present just, it, it's it just, so many options for things like you can you can the three of us could could sit in a room for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and we could come up with probably 10 scenarios of this happens at war games or no 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 i got a better one let them stay together this happens at royal rumble yeah no 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 no. i got a better one Mm. yep roman works rock this happens at Mania. Like, and that's that's a beautiful thing when you have so much context and layers that you could draw it out. That that that, that, that is so long gone missing in WWE. It's it's wonderful they're doing it. Sammy's just making it work. The honorary ooh stuff. I hope the merch mm-hmm. is making him some money. Uh it, it, it's 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 great stuff. Yeah. I bet that honorary ooze shirt is moving like crazy mm-hmm. because <laughs> I always say like I always say what made the NWO shirt popular in my opinion is that if I wear a four horsemen shirt I'm just saying I like the four horsemen but when I put on an NWO shirt I am NWO for mm-hmm. life and I feel like if yeah. I put on a bloodline shirt well I'm not a part mm-hmm. of the bloodline but I can be an honorary ooze so mm-hmm. I can right. be that if I put that to on. that point though yeah. I, the shirt concept's great the honorary ooze because I thought the same thing. That's a huge who who wouldn't want to buy that shirt and say I'm I'm an honorary ooze. Right. It says SZ for Sami Zayn. I think they need to make WB Shop needs to make it make it customizable where you mm-hmm. can put your initials ah. in. So I could put in JL honorary ooze. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Do that. Nice. Still still give the royalty, still give the cut to Sammy because it's Sammy's right. character and it's his story that's that's garnering that. But make it a customizable shirt where Jimmy could put in JK on our use. I think yeah. that's a, that's another sense of ownership to where if I could have a JL on our use, I'd buy it mm-hmm. in a minute. I'm not going to yeah. buy it because I'm not going to put an SZ. Yeah. Right. But I, if they could customize, I think that's another great win they could have. Cool. 
Absolutely. That's a great idea. They definitely should do that. And in fact, you should get a cut. JL. <laughs> for coming up with the idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but let, the, let, me, let me mute myself real quick. While I uh, call Paul real quick. And... <laughs> <laughs> Go to my uh, speed dial. Do you? You're going to call. <laughs> I'm going to do step. I'm gonna, I, I, uh, Paul's in the gym with, I'm, I'm going to try Stephanie real quick. Huh? There you go. <laughs> it, well, if I had the connection, I would just take the credit myself. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to hold this. He's got to hold the Steph. Is this going to happen? For those of you on the audio version, you, yeah. you can't hear oh. this, or but yeah, you can't. I think he muted it. Yeah, I think he muted. Muted it, it, but he's twenty-five percent will be fine. Thank you. Thank you. There, well, there you go. Cool. Cut and deals. Good night to you too. Yeah, awesome. Justin Labar cutting deals. Twenty-five percent coming my way. Twenty-five percent. You're gonna be rocking alligator shoes <laughs> next time we see you. Oh, Woo, man. <laughs> We, if if you guys were if you're on the audio version, you missed a you missed quite the show. By the yes, way, uh, absolutely. So leave us a five star review, anyways. Though I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of video versions, though, Edge cuts oh. a video package and uh, says that he loves wrestling, but he can't quit. Uh, but it's impacting his family life. But he says that he's gonna come out swinging in his match with Finn Balor mm-hmm. uh, and make Finn quit. Um, yeah. uh, Jimmy, this was a, a scene where, and I alluded to this earlier, where he talked about how since he's come back, Edge, all of his character has been stripped away. And mm. it's just him. And this is another one of those things where I'm like, why are you saying that? You're admitting to me that what everything you're doing isn't real. Why did you say that to me? Am I just, am I overthinking it when I get crabby about stuff like that? Well, maybe to a certain extent, I will say you're getting a little bit over analytical, but I love the fact that he said this version of Edge that you're seeing is really Adam. It's mm-hmm. really him. So what you're seeing him going through and all the emotions that he's showing, especially in this promo, which sounded so authentic, it sounded so real. It came off as, you know, it didn't come off as those, as people like they say, scripted promos. It felt like him talking. And, and I, I believe a lot of it was him putting his input into that promo and it came off really good. I thought it was money. He says, uh, you know, I'm, 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 you know, little things. They said, I'm a one man gang and that kind of stuff. Uh, then you guys can't even all four of you together. Can't make me say I quit. You know what I mean? It just, it, it and he made it feel like a war, mm-hmm. you know, and it felt real for lack of a better term, because, uh, you know, I hate using the F word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we all know that, that that pro wrestling is predetermined. Sorry to break it to you folks. But at the same time, when you come across like this, you know, this was close to Academy Award performance, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah or at just, least, sorry, Emmys. We're talking TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Justin, you know, I make the point about the character stuff. That's I, I have to ask questions sometimes to try to get certain responses. But I have to agree with Jimmy. I thought this his delivery here. I think Edge does these better than anybody as far as emoting and and this kind of stuff Uh, he does you know it's it's great that he's got a WWE ring in his training facility so he's in the ring and you can get him to do that and and um yeah he does he he just he has such a reel to his story and the guy was medically disqualified and retired you know and so there's so much real with him um he's a legend so there's just that credibility there this it just it it works it really does he he's a good promo anyways but then he has the um, toppings 
the tasty toppings to toss on that he's a he's a legend that he was you know that he was medically disqualified um we know his wife is beth phoenix and it just it's just stuff that i don't want to say it's low-hanging fruit but it's just stuff that he has to work at his luxury that mm-hmm. just just brings it all alive and then and then and then the most important part is the benefit that it is to Finn Balor, the benefit that it is to Damian Priest, the benefit that it is to Judgment Day that he's he's getting. You know, this group when when Edge got kicked out of this group, and it was speculated, oh, Cody got injured, and that maybe that's why they got Edge out of it because of they needed a baby, whatever. At the beginning of the summer, I mean, Judgment Day looked dead in the water. Mm-hmm. They have they have become you know Bloodlines got Fridays. Judgment Day is the group on Mondays. They are running the show. And they are yep. getting heat. And that's what it's all about. They are getting heat. Yes. So they have rebounded tremendously while adding members. Uh, and, and so this was a great promo. I, um, I don't know what's going to happen. My pr- I'm still fuzzy on my prediction. I'm still fuzzy on mm. does Edge get the pin? Is that the best way to go here? That's a, right. uh, I'll do that on Busted Open on Friday. But uh, th- this was a great, great promo by, again, Hall of Famer. Cool. You know, you, you talk about the low-hanging fruit. As my good friend Evan T. Mack would say, what's wrong with the low-hanging fruit? It's right there. Just take it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it may be low-hanging fruit, but guess what? It's mm-hmm. still fruit. Mm-hmm. still there. Why climb to the mm-hmm. top of the tree when you got fruit right there at the bottom? Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> we get uh, Alexa Bliss and EO Sky to end the show. Uh, mm-hmm. They're fighting, and when Bliss is about to win, damage control gets involved, and Bianca single-handedly fights them off or tries to anyways and fails. The distraction allows EO to get the advantage and hit the over-the-moon salt, giving damage control two wins on the night. Mm-hmm. There's a post-match beat down, and Asuka limps to the ring with a kendo stick and tries to help, but it's no use. The bad guys beat down the good guys, and we end with Bailey atop the ladder holding the title. Felt like maybe this all happened a little early. This last part drug out a little long, but it turned out mm-hmm. fine, I guess. Uh, Jimmy... Some people say if you stand tall right before the premium live event, it's the kiss of death. Mm-hmm. Is this the kiss of death for Bailey? Uh, it would appear so because usually that is the case if you're talking, especially old school booking, where you, where you know, the heel is standing tall or at least stand, you know, standing very tall on top of the ladder, holding up the title is a sure sign that on uh, the pay per view they won't be winning the title. But then again, this this is a different situation because her her cohorts have the tag titles. So with Bailey holding the Raw Women's Championship, that would be a very interesting kind of uh, a dynamic, almost like a, a female Raw version of the bloodline, mm-hmm. you know, where, where they, they are in control of all the titles on Monday night. Uh, so who, who knows? Uh, this could be a time to change that habit of, you know, standing tall on on the show on the go home show, and then uh, not standing so tall at the pay per view, maybe at the, or or premium live event. Maybe at the premium live event, we get a little bit of a change. Possibly, Justin. Any takeaways from this final segment here? No. Um, again, kind of what we'll said. You know, like normally it looks like the heel faction standing tall, like they're gonna meet their demise. But to all the points Jimmy said, I, I don't know if that's an automatic for Saturday. But but again. I'm okay with having that question in my mind because that that is that much more intrigue going into Saturday of okay who's winning who's losing and which matches so um, yeah no it, it was what it was you know I I just I, it, I I just again I want to say I like the consistency I just like the fact that 
you can tell these shows have a you know we have a plan that we want control you know damage control to execute throughout the show we have a plan that we want for the the blood it's just it's, it's nice just to see consistency mm-hmm. and that there is a plan in place and uh i'll, I'll leave it at that i i am I, this might be because extreme rules is always kind of a it's the most extreme night ever in wwe you know, it's a very manufactured night i am super jacked for this show yeah i like it being a saturday show and mm-hmm. every match pretty much on the card has got story built into it mm-hmm. and also has a gimmick into it so that makes it you know i'm i'm intrigued i am I, this is, might be the most intriguing extreme rules wwe has ever done maybe i'd have to go back and look at all of them and wikipedia it but there's a lot i'm so glad you said that because i was literally thinking that as we were going through this this might be the most excited i've ever been for an extreme rules and Mm -hmm. because i don't know if there's been one yeah they've never been big shows but yeah every the fact that these are all rivalries that are heated up, they're all rivalries that have extreme, as you alluded to last week, that they're all, they're all matches that fit the rivalry. It's not just random. Oh, we're going to do a kendo stick on a pole match. Okay. Yeah. Like, 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 like edge versus Finn. I quit match again. Normally I quit would be, you know, I I think if I quit, I think of rock and mankind after the, whatever. So, you know, Mm -hmm. Finn and edge haven't had that, but, Edge put the context in of you guys keep trying to make me disappear. Mm-hmm. I will not quit, but I will make you quit. You know, so it, like, it's yeah. okay. I buy it. I quit match between a fan and edge. Like yeah. it, it, every match there's context, the fight pit, you know, the ladder match, the, 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 the strap the, match, the analogy mm-hmm. of the ladder. You're right. The strap. Right. Match. Everything has like symbolic mm-hmm. meaning. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it seems so brilliant but at the base of it it's just basic yeah it, it's I, I i i'm at a loss for words i'm so excited for this extreme rules because it yeah. actually matters yeah and, and and you mentioned the i quit match again and, and i should have mentioned this earlier because you're thinking about something edge said in his promo where he said you'll never make me say i quit but who's to say that a family member doesn't come down with with edge in a perilous situation and throw in the towel for him Right, Martha Martha Hart threw that talon for Mm. Brett and Bob, and here comes Beth Phoenix throwing the talon for. There you go. I I was going back to uh, the Mankind Rock one where he recorded. They took the recording of him saying "I quit" in a promo Mm. and played it. I quit. I quit. Yeah, I mean, mean, they could just use the audio from Edge saying "Quit today," right? Anyway, it's me. Uh, <laughs> I like but, Be- I like Beth better coming down and saying I quit for Edge. That would be a touch. I like I like uh, I want to hear everyone be groan in disappointment. Well, then, then we get then we get Edge and Beth versus a uh, uh, Finn and 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 Rio. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, wouldn't it be or, or Dom, Dom and Rio? Dom and Rio. Oh God, yeah, yes. Dom's like her little puppy dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, God, their Survivor Series. I don't know. Yeah, she oh, whisper in his ear. Except the match. Except yeah. match. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, this is I just I think it's so funny for years, and I know we got to wrap up because we, we're going a little long, but for so many years it was why can't certain things be built up a certain way? And we were always just told, Well, it's harder than you think. And you go, Okay, well, I guess I've never booked a show. But then you see Triple H, you know, take control. And so it's like, wow, this is just incredible. We can yeah. we got it. Maybe it is harder, and maybe Triple H is just way more brilliant than I 
even I could imagine him being, but I'm just like, wow, this is so great right off the bat. Just, I don't know. This is, it's amazing. It's what a cool time to be a wrestling fan. Um, at, at, at the oh. base of pro wrestling, it's, it's supposed to be very simple. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the simplest things are what it is. Right. You know? mm-hmm. The kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for us. Um, thank you to everyone who is, uh, who's joined us here again. If you're on the audio version, leave a five-star review and leave a nice little note about triple J. Uh, I always like to check those and see if people say nice things about us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, say something nice on uh, Apple or Spotify, but also if you're on YouTube, like comment, share, subscribe. If you're on YouTube or, uh, wherever we're streaming to now, whether it be Twitch or Twitter or whatever, Thanks for joining us, stalking you, Bernie, Baby Ice, Ricky, Ian, uh, Bernie, Steven, uh, Night One, uh, Alex. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Dream Realm. Uh, but before we go, Justin, where can the world find you and all the stuff you're working on? At Justin Labar on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, I'll be back on Friday. I think it's probably going to be 11 a.m. Friday, Busted Open Radio Channel 156 on Sirius XM. Spar with Labar. I will make my final official Extreme Rules predictions. Uh, so that'll be fun to do. So, yeah. And, of course, always tweet all of us. Let us know where are you listening to this podcast. How are you listening? Leave the comment. We'll, we'll do all the things. We'll, we'll promote it. We'll, we'll like it. We'll, we'll share it. So, And then I think Jimmy and I are back Saturday night after Extreme Rules. I don't know who's mm -hmm. with us. Yeah, because Jack, it's yeah. not you. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who. I don't know if it's just Jimmy. Maybe, maybe it's just Jimmy. Maybe they just gave Jimmy and I the keys to the castle for the night. I don't know. Oh man, that's going to be a complete train wreck. <laughs> you might. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy and I on a Saturday night. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, where can the world find you? What you're working on? Well, you, obviously, you can find me on all my social media platforms at Jimmy Cordos, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, you know, Facebook, that thing. And you can find me here on Wrestling Inc. podcasts uh, uh, after Raw, after AEW Dynamite, and then again this Saturday after Extreme Rules. And you can catch me on all my social media platforms with my ref and rants, where the Canadian heat magnet seems to draw a lot of attention sometimes. And you can get your uh, ref and rant t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah, you've been getting written up about in Wrestling Inc. recently for some of the things you tweet out. So, yeah. by the way, if you want to follow Jimmy, follow him on Twitter, but also follow at Wrestling Inc. And make sure to check out the after show tomorrow for NXT, the after show on Wednesday for Dynamite, the after shows on Friday for SmackDown and Rampage, and of course, the after show for extreme rules all here on wrestling Inc. you can find me at real jack farmer across all social media assuming alfred glenn and isa don't hunt me down and beat me up for everything i said earlier today uh but hey if they listen this long leave a five-star review that does it for us uh we will see you guys next time uh later when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app.
at participating McDonald's. Minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.